As someone wise once said, people haven't always been there for me, but music always has. Before we dive into this episode, I want to remind everyone to like, comment, follow, subscribe, share, and rate us. We appreciate you so much and every little bit helps. Now let's get into the episode. It's a good one. Welcome to Talking Swift. Welcome back, sorry. <laughs> welcome back to Talking Swift. Or welcome. Could be your first episode. Today we are talking about the All Too Well short film. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm Ruby. I'm Nagels. I'm Jester Dolphy. It was recorded on February 25th. So we should start with news. Taylor announced another variant with a new song. The Albatross. People did notice that an albatross is a bird and that Taylor was kind of dressed like one at the uh, Grammys. Yeah, with the black gloves and the white dress, yes. And there's been a lot of things posted about the different definitions of the albatross and what it could possibly mean for the song and all that good stuff, which I think we might save for an updated episode on the Tortured Poets Department We've been just collecting stuff on mm-hmm. all the variants and all that, but all the fun theories. Yes, that was great. I wish I had the money to spend on all these variants, <laughs> but I don't because the collector's edition of the Torture Post Department UMG canceled it on me for stupid reasons. I was only able to get the collectors of the Bolter, but then I bought the regular CD of the Torture Post for me, but that's the only money I'm spending on this album, unless, like, cute merch comes out. But even then, UMG... Oh, I'll get the deluxe. But not a vinyl. I like the white vinyl. That's why I got it. Yeah, I'm not buying any more variants of albums. As much as... Because of the additional song called The Albatross, which is exclusively on this album variant, I'm like, don't have the money to keep forking out for these new variants. As much as I want to hear the songs, I'm just trusting that Taylor's going to put them out on streaming services or that there's going to be a deluxe that's going to come out with all of them. That's my other hope. Hopefully, yeah. Because it would be nice to have a physical one that has all of the songs on it. Yeah. would i've seen a lot of discourse online over this variant business when taylor's not even the only artist that does it oh yeah i know i'm frustrated about it as well but i'm not surprised and it seems like a lot of people are shocked and surprised and i don't know it's frustrating that there's a exclusive song for each one but she did that with other ones too like she did that with midnight specifically i think the frustration's more of like Midnight's had the four versions, but there wasn't an individual song on each of the four mm. versions. There was different deluxe versions. Yeah, but there were a few specific songs that were only on certain versions, weren't there? Because Hits Different was on a specific one. Yeah, there were um, like two or three deluxe versions of Midnight's. There was the late night version, the 3 a.m. edition. And I think one other, but originally when she announced Midnight's, there were the four 
variants. Mm. That was just colored. They didn't all each have an individual uh, okay. song is what I'm saying. But then there was still different deluxe versions as well. Yeah. So maybe she's just combining the two methods into the one. Yeah, that's my thinking, is that there's going to be one deluxe with all of them. I've seen a lot of people frustrated specifically at the fact that it's different exclusive songs on each one. And the fact that it's being rolled out separately with like limited purchase time because people are saying, if I'd known about this cover, I would have waited and saved my money for that one or whatever. Like they're annoyed that she didn't roll out all of the variants at once so that people could pick like their favorite one. Which I get. The time thing makes a sense of urgency where people are panic buying Mm -hmm. and whatever. And yeah, but I'm sticking to the two that I bought and that is it, especially because people are also frustrated because of the shipping costs. Like every time you have to buy the new variant, you're getting more and more shipping. And some people are saying that if you email UMG customer support with all of your order numbers they'll lump them all together and refund you the shipping but i have no confirmation that that actually is a thing have you seen that actually happen i've seen the opposite happen i've seen the opposite happen multiple times they email umg and umg replies really fast with sorry we can't do that we can't lump different orders together yeah so if that was rectified i think people would also be less annoyed yeah i was just gonna say with the way umg has handled other order things in the past i don't see that happening especially for this mass amount of people that would be requesting it but i did see a couple comments saying that's a thing but i just don't believe with the way that they've handled things in the past that that's a likelihood and I wouldn't count on that being no a thing. So I can understand people's frustrations, but it's also like this isn't a new thing and it's not even just a Taylor thing. Like a lot of artists do variants yeah. and whatnot. It's kind of annoying that it's become the norm because I would rather just buy a single thing with all of the songs on it. But I understand from a marketing standpoint, like get that bag, whatever, like do what you gotta do. Yeah. It's also a collector thing. I won't be participating in any more purchases until there's a deluxe with all of them. It's not just about the money either. It's about getting the numbers too, you know? Mm-hmm. But also, this is kind of how they have to do it nowadays because of streaming services. Yeah. This is how they get their numbers. This is how they prove that they're selling. They go through the streaming services, not through the customers. So it's like a separation thing. And then this is what keeps people buying physical copies when they don't really need to anymore. You know what I mean? Which honestly is a good thing because I've seen physical media getting wiped from stores. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so hard to find CDs and DVDs in general now. They're trying to make it obsolete, so you have to buy digital things. Yeah. And if you buy digital copies of movies, you don't own those. They can be taken away whenever they want. I don't think a lot of people know that. You don't own the digital copies that you buy. Your right to own that can be taken away and you just lose your money. Physical copies are the way to go and it's really sad. I know in Canada, I've seen Walmart, like all of the places that I used to go to buy DVDs and stuff, like there's none. They've completely wiped out all the aisles that had physical media in them and i've heard from americans that it's going the same way for you guys as well so slowly yeah you know i appreciate that they're trying to bring back cds and 
vinyls and stuff. So yeah, it is what it is. You don't have to buy every single variant. Yes, it's annoying that the song thing, but you can just wait until it comes on streaming services. Yeah, it might take a bit. Yeah. Be patient. You're Losing Me eventually came out. <laughs> so... You know, hopefully eventually she will put them all out and you might just have to wait a little bit longer than everyone else to hear them. Or I'm sure someone will post it online. You can at least hear the song and just not be able to stream it for a little bit. Or share with your friends. Yeah. Also, I think that she does this too just because it's fun for her, the whole announcement thing. Then it's like a fun thing she can do at the show during surprise songs. She likes to surprise us, you know. I was going to say since her kind of fun got taken away for announcing the track list that's what i was gonna say yeah yeah because of leakers <sighs> at least it gives her something to announce which one is your guys favorite cover so far the first one's my favorite then the second one then the third one so i'm glad i got the first two i agree i think the first one is still my favorite the og and then I did like the second one more for a while, and at f- like when I first saw the third one, I was really like, oh, I'm glad I got the first two. <laughs> but the third one is growing on me, mm-hmm. for sure. The more I see it, the more it's growing on me, and I'm kind of more tied now between the second and the third one, but I do like the first one the most. I think I like the picture in the bolter mm. the best when she's laying on her arm mm. but i love like i said i love that ghost white vinyl of the the manuscript she actually calls it ghosted white ghosted white i don't know if you knew that i didn't i, I love that i didn't know that <laughs> i saw someone making connections about it like having to with like the ghosts and the music video with the bed sheets and how she's laying on bed sheets and it, it was a whole thing do you guys think that she is going to announce one every week I think we have one more announcement, and then I think we are going to get a break from announcements, Mm -hmm. at least about the Tortured Poets Department. We may get announcements about other things like music videos or or something else, but I don't. I think we have one more variant, and maybe a deluxe, so maybe two more announcements. Mm -hmm. Because it seemed like she was announcing one every week she's been announcing one every week i am kind of still a little bit of a clowner right now (laughs) i'm just holding out hope for (laughs) rep tv and i see this theory online with the five stages of grief and there's a lot of people that are like maybe rep tv the fifth one because it's the darkest they think that she's going backwards where the first Mm -hmm. variant was white and it's going darker and darker so they think she's going in reverse of the stages of grief so the darkest one's gonna be rep tv do i think that's actually gonna happen not likely am i clouding about it kind of i just don't want to accept that rep tv is not coming (laughs) but i do agree it's probably more likely to be one more variant and then like a deluxe version that's more likely the scenario and we only have two more weeks of shows before she goes on break until may because that's what i was looking up i was looking up so she has three shows next week march 2nd 3rd and 4th then she takes a break and then she's doing march 7th 8th and 9th all in singapore so there's two more weeks so one could be the last variant and then one could be deluxe or maybe rep tv who the hell only taylor knows i was gonna say who the hell knows but taylor knows taylor knows she knows she is a mastermind yeah i would hate to not mention it 
and then her actually drop rev tv at the end you know like i yeah, feel like yeah. they had to at least mention it somewhere do i think it's gonna happen no i think a deluxe version is a lot more likely to be like a fifth announcement thing but i agree i would love rev tv yeah i see that it could happen it could be a possibility but i'm mostly done clowning for rev tv <laughs> i think the probability of her dropping rev tv in the middle of hype for a new album it's just not likely because yeah like for promotion purposes and marketing you'd want to focus on like one album at a time as unhinged Mm -hmm. as it would be because you know reputation is very unhinged of an album and all that good stuff and as much as i believe that she would do it just to be taylor and unpredictable Mm -hmm. I don't think it's smart from like a business standpoint and she's a very good businesswoman so so the person who was running the site that was tracking her plane kind of did something out of left field and posted (laughs) part of the paperwork the lawyer sent to him explaining why he was sent a cease and desist and we kind of speculated it had to do with the stalker and people using it to stalk Taylor like literally stalker mm-hmm. it was a little weird he chose to do that it kind of makes him less sympathetic in the eyes of the court but I-, I guess he was trying to play sympathy to the public and i feel like had the opposite effect i agree that doesn't feel right to me at all no. if you get served court documents i think that's a private thing especially with a big high profile case like that you wouldn't want to be posting about it. It also listed comments, not comments he made, comments on the things that supported their case and that it was stalkerish behavior. And it's like, dude, you just made yourself look even worse <laughs> by bringing attention to those comments. Yeah, because that's a valid reason to be concerned about someone posting your flight information like that like she literally has stalkers and it was a very recent thing that happened yeah and they speculated he was using that to figure out when she was back in new york to go to her apartment not a very smart move at all what a guy his lawyer should have advised him not to post yeah. that mm-hmm. i agree so taylor's back in australia they've been going to the zoo oh yeah seen at the zoo with travis and travis with one of his friends Mm-hmm. Actually, it looked like Travis was at like two shows, but I could be wrong. I think he just went to the one. Yeah, I was going to say it could have been the same one, just different places he was seen that day. Because then there was a lot of discourse again. When he left, everyone was complaining about how he just left so fast to go hang out with his boys because they're celebrating this weekend. They're celebrating their win. And people are like, oh, Travis just ditched her or something. I don't know exactly what they're saying, but... In a way, a work function. (laughs) I have so much to say on this issue. A happy, healthy relationship means that you two can do individual things. Exactly. And be okay with it. He also has a career. And yeah, their season just ended. But like, I don't know much about athletes and sports, but I'm pretty sure they do things in the off season. They still have media and certain contractual obligations, even in the off season. Yeah. Some girl explained that her husband was kind of like, yeah, Travis is one of the bigger faces of the team. So he has to be at these events to keep morale up with the team and like all that stuff, as well as just for brand deals and all the 
contract stuff like just on top of that he is a big part of the team and he should be there yeah he has to stay in the public eye in sense of football so that he can Mm -hmm. get commercial deals and stuff him being Seema Taylor is great and all and probably is helping him get deals but it's ultimately football that gets him the attention of these companies they do like football themed commercials all the time the amount of tweets i saw that said oh taylor you should date a woman because they'll be at every show cheering you on blah blah blah. and i was like i know taylor doesn't want that like she wants (laughs) to have a partner who has his own life i mean i can't speak for taylor but that's just the vibe that i get from her like she's a successful career woman she wants a successful career partner she didn't go to all his games he doesn't go to all her shows it's fine they do their own thing they have their own careers she went to the games that she could go to he went to the concerts that he could go to like it's it already shows so much support that he flew to australia he flew to argentina yes in a week off in the middle of the season he had a week off and he flew to argentina i think it was argentina it's either argentina or brazil i think it was argentina he didn't have to do that he could have spent that week resting yeah taylor is obviously fine with it so i don't see why fans are getting bent out of shape for it when clearly they are totally fine and happy with their own i know leave them alone i was gonna say did you all see that video of them meeting up after the show where he put his hand on her butt and realized very quickly that they had a very public audience and immediately moved his hand (laughs) no yeah she like ran up to him and they were kissing and he immediately put his hands on her butt and immediately the crowd was like "Ah!" and he immediately moved his hands up to her waist he was like i made a mistake i made a mistake and they like hurried out of there and everyone's like they can't keep their hands off each other right now (laughs) i'll see if i can find the video (laughs) oh my god also highlights she brought back the guy on the chiefs Karma's the guy in Chiefs for the show that he was at, which I'm obsessed with. It lives in my brain rent free. Every time she sings that line, it just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the fact that like every single night has been double mashups. Oh my god. Since she made that rule. Yeah. One night with three songs. Like what? What are you doing, Taylor? I'm, I can't. Like I woke up today to see that her mashups last night was Is It Over Now? And I wish you would. And then she did the mashup of Haunted and Exile. And I was like, Haunted and Exile broke me. I can't believe you did that, Taylor. You just wrecked me. Both songs on my list. All four of those are on my surprise list. Like, all four of those would be songs on my list. Like, But it's okay. She's duplicating songs. Which makes me happy because when I get tickets yes. to the Canadian shows. It's going to happen. I was nervous that Canada would have, like, the scraps of whatever was left, you know, so I'm really happy to hear that rule is out the window, because I was getting really nervous that we were just gonna get, like, nothing. (laughs) But still, I'm just like, damn, Taylor, you made that rule? And then immediately just took it and ran with it, like, just constant mashups. I'm just like, ugh. I saw a tweet that was like, it's the best and worst thing that's ever happened to us. What was the one with you're not sorry? Should have said no. Oh, yeah. Should have said no and you're not sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, what? These mashups are unhinged. I love it. I'm obsessed. Yeah, the fact she's just basically been doing constant 
like ever since that rule got broken she's just like yep yeah it's making my job harder i don't remember what night it was but sabrina had forfeited her opening set because of the weather delay and then she got oh it was sydney first night because she sang white horse with her yeah and then she brought her out to play white horse in the surprise song section and that was really cute because um i saw a tweet of sabrina being young singing white horse and then yeah and then she got to sing white horse with taylor now it's amazing yeah i saw a bunch of tweets resurfacing of sabrina tweeting like oh hopefully i'll get to be as big as taylor one day and all this and i'm like girl stop you're gonna make me cry it's so sweet (laughs) you made it and taylor was looking at her like her big sister while they were singing together it was so cute i can't find the angle i had seen but i'm gonna just copy this one to post in the link area i'm gonna keep looking for it I had seen a specific angle of the kiss. That's the other thing. Katy Perry was there too. Oh, yeah. Katy Perry showed her reaction to bad blood. (laughs) Yes, I remember seeing that. Yes. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. She was singing along. She did a reaction (laughs) video to bad blood, but she was in the VIP tent. Same night as Travis or a different night? Oh, interesting. It's just cute that he went to Australia during her downtime before her first performance, you know, and they went to the zoo and uh, it's just cute. Oh, Blink-182 saying uh, we are never getting back together because they were performing like down the road from Taylor. I can't remember what band it was, but I thought I also remembered seeing a video on TikTok of a metal band inviting a collab with Taylor. That was disturbed. And it's because someone in the audience was like, unless you're Taylor Swift, like making fun of Taylor Swift. And then he was like, Taylor Swift's a badass. And if you ever want to collab or something like that, I don't remember the words, but. That's the second time that they've done that too, because someone else in the audience at one of their other shows was like dissing Taylor Swift. I would pay good money for that collab. And then he was like, no, don't knock Taylor Swift. And then I don't remember what he said during that, but. I would give my whole wallet up to hear her collab on a metal song. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Oh, If her and Ice Nine Kills ever do a song together, you will find my corpse. I love Ice Nine Kills. With headphones just on. That, that, that'll be it. <laughs> yeah. Ice Nine Kills is chef's kiss. All right. I think that's all the news. All too well. The short film. When did everybody first see it? I first saw it when it came out. And that was how I first listened to the all too well 10 minute version. It might not have been right when it first came out. I might have put it off a little bit, but it was around when it first came out. Same. And Ruby first saw it just now, right? (laughs) Um, yes, I just watched it for the first time uh, a couple hours ago. <laughs> Nobody come for me, okay? I know, it's very bad Swifty behavior. No, okay? it is not. It's a new Swifty, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not a music video person anymore because of Spotify and stuff. It's kind of just like, wiped music videos out and I just never got around to watching it. Yeah, you just don't think about it. That's okay. We've already talked about this. We've already said it's okay. (laughs) It's any consolation I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Should we explain it for those who might not 
I've seen it. Him and her together. Him and her going through relationship turmoil. Him and her breaking up. And then years later. There's seven chapters of... Seven different phases of their relationship. With the last one being 13 years later. 13 years later, she's putting out a book that we are assuming is about their relationship. And it's called All Too Well. The twist is that the... 13 years later, version of her is Taylor Swift's with red hair. So actually, that was one of the questions I had was, uh, what do we think about the fact that Sadie Sink had red hair and not blonde hair like we expected in the music video? Because we know it's supposed to be young Taylor. Yeah. That's like the one thing we know for sure. I thought it was an interesting choice to make Taylor a redhead as an adult instead of making Sadie a blonde as a young version. Is Sadie originally redheaded? Like, yeah. Yes. Naturally redheaded? Maybe that's why. I mean, because that's what I was thinking. They could have slapped a wig on her. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm assuming that's what they did for Taylor when she had to put red hair on it. I assumed it was a wig. I have a thing where I think, because the typewriter is also red, I think it was just a little nod that it's on red. Oh. I could be totally off about that, but that was what I was thinking. I was like, is she a redhead? Because red, loving him was red. Oh, that makes sense. I had a thought that it had to do with the scarf being red also, something like that. I wonder if the scarf was red because it was on red. Yeah, that, that was what I was thinking. The speculation is that this is about Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Which I would believe because turning 21, I believe they were dating when yeah. he turned 21. He is nine years older than her. Nine years old. Because I was curious if Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien had the same age gap. They do not. They are well age gap. I know when this was written. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had looked it up a while ago because I was curious where the 10 minute version came from. She had just been broken up with or gotten in a fight with whoever. It was during the Speak Now tour, and she was so upset she couldn't really go on. And her and the band sat, and she just vented it out in song because she said that was her cathartic way of dealing with it. And that it actually ended up being like 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, my gosh. But once she refined it, it came down to 10 but I would pay for that 20-minute version. <laughs> and then she refined it even more and brought it down to five. Yeah, she cut it down for five for the original album, and then we got the longer version finally after years. Yes. So we know it takes place around Speak Now, or at least before Speak Now. And I do want to say that it's kind of interesting because to me, what's his name, Dylan? Dylan O'Brien, yeah. Yeah, Dylan looks a lot like Jake Gyllenhaal to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not Dylan's normal look. Oh, really? I've been a big, big Dylan O'Brien fan since his very first role, which was Teen Wolf, if you were a Teen Wolf fan. Oh. You know, style Stalinsky. Yeah. He's very clean shaven. Like, he sometimes mm. has stubble, but he never really has the full-on beer. Yeah, I know him from Maze Runner. He started doing that more after this, but leading up, not really. So it was very, that facial hair seemed very intentional. Mm. And when you look at the pictures of them in Central Park together, especially that, it looks a lot like what he looked like then. Styled a bit like him too, with the plaids. Mm -hmm. My one thing I wish we had in the film I wish we would have seen her in the bathroom upset and the actress coming up to her. 
because I wanted to know. She says you, that's what happened to you. Mm -hmm. But I doubt she said that to the actress. I would want her to be like, oh, it's nothing. Or The way that I always visualized it was that she's thinking that, like, you, that's what happened to you in reply to the actress, but she's not actually wording it. Yeah, I didn't think she said it to the actress. I just wish we had like that scene, that moment. Yeah, I was waiting for it and then it didn't. And then and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> missed opportunity. I want to know who it was and based off of like how they were styled. Someone almost confirmed it or something. I think it was Anne Hathaway. Was it? Because I heard Jennifer Aniston. Both sound familiar. Mm-hmm. I would believe of either of them. They both seem nice enough to go up to somebody at the bathroom and be like, are you okay? Yeah. Either way, it would have been interesting to see who played the actress in the video because it probably would have resembled the actual actor. That's true. That's what I wanted so badly. I wanted to be like, oh, who kind of does that look like? So, Ruby, what did you think? about it the video as a whole i thought it was very well directed is this her first directed thing no okay well her first it's her first film she called it a short film but we originally started directing during lover music videos i thought it was really well done i thought for the little that was spoken it was very easily followable You could Mm -hmm. see visually what was going on just from their acting. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fight scene kind of triggered me a little bit with some flashbacks, which I wasn't (laughs) really expecting. But um, yeah, same. Yeah, I think overall it was a pretty good depiction of a relationship falling apart slowly over time. Yeah, that fight scene is very relatable. Like the fact it was over something stupid, then it gets blown into a screaming argument and you're like, this isn't what I intended and like this is being blown out of proportion and could have easily just been resolved if you just apologized sort of thing. But that fight scene was actually improvised. Taylor had told them what she was thinking and they kind of rolled with it. Taylor had said in an interview, I think... It was Rolling Stone. I can't remember which magazine that interviewed her about it. The energy between Sadie and Dylan was electric and that she couldn't keep the camera off of them. That they just embodied the characters. That makes that scene so much more powerful now. Knowing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Taylor also said that if Sadie had turned down the offer, she wouldn't have made it. That Sadie was her only choice to play her. Mm. Which makes sense because Sadie looks a lot like her. Yeah. When you see Taylor at the end with the red hair, I was like, dang. That resembles. Yeah. Yeah. The end reveal or like the end shot was also quite nice. A nice like little... Mm -hmm. wrap up like panning out to him standing outside the window with the scarf i was like "Ooh, chills Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then just kind of like brought me back to like oh i glue up and my ex stayed where they were sort of thing that's like the vibe i got from that it was like how much better you're doing without them sort of thing actually when this came out during the pandemic i think i remember seeing on tiktok jake and his wife and jake with a scarf uh we know the scarf is not a real thing that it was a metaphor yeah we know it's a metaphor but he kind of did not help the rumors that this was about him the other thing i want to kind of say about the video i know this 10 minute version really well before i watched the video Mm -hmm. and it 
really did give a really nice visual to what you think when you hear the song, like with the lyrics, because mm-hmm. the lyrics do tell a story. And it kind of yeah. was really similar to what I was envisioning in my head when just listening to the song. Yeah, same. Like walking through the door, that part, and then driving upstate with the fall leaves and yeah, and, like, her turning 21 and then, um, like, sa- like you can kind of see the sadness and, like, when she blows the candles out and everything. Like, it was very, mm-hmm. like, gave really pretty accurate visuals to, like, what my brain kind of mm-hmm. did with the lyrics, like, from just listening. And then she writes a book about their relationship. On the typewriter that was originally his. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like, you know, Taylor writing song about the relationship Mm -hmm. and then being successful with that (laughs) kind of parallels there when they are at his friend's party and stuff and he drops her hand I felt that so hard (laughs) it made me think of the first time I met Paladin's friends because like I came out to California I'm from New York I came to California to meet his friends for his birthday and I didn't know any of them like I knew one of them because uh he had come to New York when I met Paladin. Um, Paladin didn't really leave my side because he knew I didn't know anybody. He didn't leave until he knew I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the contrast, I'm like, yeah, she didn't know any of them. Why would you think she'd be super social? Like, she wasn't yeah. unfriendly. She just was awkward. She didn't know them. And then he was complaining about her being quiet all night. And she says, you didn't ask me any questions, which paladin would turn to me and be like oh you like this don't you like to help bring me in he tried to get you involved to like show common interest between me and some of his friends yeah which like a healthy relationship would have done and then not been all well you were all quiet all night and it's like well yeah when i'm in a room with a bunch of people i've never met before bound to happen plus the age difference as well the age difference was so much younger than him and all the friends and it's apparent because she's not drinking mm-hmm. they're all drinking and she's not because she's not 21 i didn't even think about that because in canada it's 19 <laughs> i don't ever think about that that's also a good point yeah they're all drinking wine in that scene and she's not yeah so that alone would feel really out of place I thought the wording was weird, though, like dropping the hand. If you just asked me what that meant without me seeing the scene, I would have not known what they were talking about. It was just weird wording for me. If I just tried to visualize that on its own without seeing it. Yeah, I was going to say it's kind of hard to say he shoved my hand away. Yeah. It's like she took his, tried to take his hand for comfort and he dropped the ball in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, tapped it. <laughs> I was just like, damn, that was so passive-aggressive. Like, what? I've definitely been there before, so... <laughs> the relatable part for me was just him being like, I don't even remember that. That was such a small part of the evening. Like, why are you hung up on that? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like... Gaslighting. Belittling why she's upset. Yeah. And being like, don't look at me like that. Now you're making me feel like the bad guy sort of vibe. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes. Him just, like, when she's doing the dishes in that scene, like, she didn't seem pissed. She seemed annoyed, but she was, like, 
letting it go, he was the one that was like, what's wrong? Why are you pissed? And she says, I'm not pissed. You asked the question of what was wrong, and then you got mad at the answer, which is also very relatable. (laughs) Yes, that whole scene, oh my god. It definitely brought things back. Is there anything else we notice, like little details that we notice? There's not really many Easter eggs in this one. Mm-hmm. Mostly like the reoccurrence of red. Yeah, red was a big theme in it, for sure. Which makes sense, because loving him was red. It won quite a few awards, too. Mm-hmm. Nominated for Best Music Video in M- NME Awards, and then... A couple other little nominations, and then a few nominations for the MTV Video Music Awards as well that didn't win, but then it won a few more from that award show. But some of the ones that didn't win were not Taylor that it got nominated for. It was other people. Most of the ones that Taylor was involved with as the recipient of the award, she won looks like most of the ones that involved other people didn't win which is interesting it won a grammy for best music video last year i think that might be the biggest award on this list i don't really know award shows so i could be wrong grammy's pretty big is like the pinnacle of the i I think grammy is one of the biggest ones for music it's the biggest so february last year it won best music video and that was Taylor and Saul Germain that won that one. Out of 15 nominations, it won nine wow. awards. Yeah. That's pretty good. More than 50%. I would say that's pretty good for a music video. For the premiere, she handpicked the audience. And she said that the song belongs to us. For anyone who doesn't know, All Too Well is a song that was not a single, but that fans fell in love with. So they kind of made it a really important song for Taylor. It kind of grew after that. It's very relatable. And it's got some really beautiful lyrics that are (laughs) gun-wrenching to the soul at the same time. I was going to say, did you guys have a favorite scene from the video? I think when she's on her own the first time and she's at at that party, just kind of by herself, I felt that. I was like, yeah, I've been in that situation where I don't really know anybody and I'm going through emotional turmoil inside, but I don't want everyone to know I am and just trying to be present in the moment without distracting in a way. That scene really stuck out to me. I was also thinking about the the scene with the car when he drops the car keys and she is sitting in the car while he's arguing on the phone with somebody. Yeah, that scene stood out to me too. It made me wonder if his friends were telling him he was in the wrong. Maybe. Or saying that she was awkward, but he was comforting in the car. Which made me think he realized he was in the wrong and then they have to fight at home. I didn't even connect that to the other scene. I just thought it was another snippet of their relationship and how he's kind of hot-headed a little bit. Oh, it could be. I could be totally off base. I was saying the same thing as you, that I didn't really think that they were related. I just thought it was another little episode from the 
relationship that stood out enough to her to include in Mm -hmm. the video sort of thing. Like a little snapshot. I really, like I said before, liked like the ending because it was just kind of like showing how much you can grow when you're not with the person that was kind of holding you back sort of thing. And then the the panning out to him kind Uh of watching from the sidelines. Another scene that like just stood out to me just from more of like director's choice sort of standpoint was like when they were kissing and the camera just kind of like kept spinning in a circle it kind of just created that feeling of like when you're in the honeymoon lovey phase with somebody like that's how it feels that the whole world's just revolves around them yeah so i just thought that was like a really beautiful choice for filming that scene yeah i always have to look away because it makes me very dizzy (laughs) i like the ending too i think the ending's my favorite because i just love karma (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like oh i got a glow up and you're just standing there watching me be more successful now that you're gone i love it (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> and all you have to remember me by is the scarf which i know is a metaphor but <laughs> for visual it's like oh you're still holding on to that little piece of us and i'm over here being way more successful than you <laughs> it's meant to i think symbolize innocence mm-hmm. i read somewhere that it's supposed to be a metaphor for her virginity but it could just be innocence too some people say that because they just jump to that conclusion but yeah i don't know from what i heard all she did was confirm that it was a metaphor and left it at that so it's open for interpretation innocence could be so much more than just your virginity you know oh for sure yeah believing fairy tale endings i mean speak now is very fairy tale-esque because she literally says oh you keep it because it reminds you of innocence and smells like me so like innocence makes more sense for me yeah innocence makes me think of just naivety yeah and being young which she was a lot younger than him and so that's what i think of when she says that line innocence because it was back before i knew any better it was back when i just you know i just believed everything you said and i believed that's how relationships were supposed to be and like yeah because like when we look at all her albums before red they're very mary song like falling in love as children and and getting married and then we have Fearless with the imageries of like your Prince Charming coming to you on a white horse. And we have Speak Now, which is about interrupting a wedding and the fantasy of it all and the fairy tale ending, like the storybook ending. And then she's in this relationship that's not like the storybook. Her other relationships weren't perfect, but they weren't this. This is a new awakening, a new thing that she didn't know much about yeah that's like the vibe i got because it was kind of like her first grown-up relationship yeah grown-up relationship except it's not healthy (laughs) like her other relationships could have been adult they just seemed even if they broken up it could have been a healthy breakup although yeah your john is on speak now so don't go Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, dear John. But that might not have felt like a real grown-up relationship where she met his friends. Yeah. And he met her dad. And 
like they did things together that's what i mean by like a grown-up yeah. relationship you know going to a dinner party type of vibe you just reminded me of the other scene that stood out to me a lot oh, i can't think of the line now but the one about meeting her dad and like sipping on coffee sipping on coffee like a late night show self-defacing jokes like charming my dad or whatever yeah that one also stood out to me quite a bit very relatable yeah yeah, because if you take the scarf as innocence, if you watch the video, he is still holding on to them and that piece of her that she left behind. But she's off doing her own thing now and isn't even thinking about it anymore. She's doing much better and he's still stuck in that rut of whatever, you know? She never looks out that window. She She's looking solely at the people in front of her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He walks away, right? Yes. He turns and walks away. And we don't see his face. We just see his side. Another thing I'm sad about is that they didn't pan over to a fuck the patriarchy chain. Yes! Waiting for them to show me the keychain and they didn't. And I was like, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get to see the keychain. So it's seven chapters. Aren't there seven stages of grief? Yeah. Shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, testing, and acceptance. She's going through the seven stages of grief. Wait, say them again slower. Shock. An upstate escape. Denial. The first crack in the glass. Anger. Are you real? Bargaining. The breaking point. Depression. The reeling. Testing. The remembering. Acceptance. 13 years ago. So are you real? I would say that's denial. Grief doesn't have to be linear. Well, yeah, obviously. Well, could be the stages of grief, just in a different order. Most of them lined up pretty good, though. You go through the stages, and then you go through the stages again, constantly over many, many times. And we see that. (laughs) You call me up again just to break me like a promise. She's in bed alone, not answering the phone, bargaining. She was hoping he would come back for her birthday. I think depression and the reeling lined up, which would make a lot of sense because like you're reeling and Mm -hmm. you're just like Mm -hmm. constantly going with your stuff in in your head and all that and acceptance with 13 years gone that also lined up pretty well i think oh yeah i think the testing lined up pretty well too because that was her when she's starting to write and Mm -hmm. it's her trying to test to see can she move on from this can she continue without him i know it's supposed to be about her personal relationships so this is it makes sense but it's interesting to me that she they're only referred to as her and him also like they're not given names in the credits yeah because she could have just given them fictional names if she wanted to It's never really said, though. Like, there's never really an opportunity. But in the credits, it's just it's her. No, him. that's what I'm saying, though. That That's why I, I think she just did her and him. Cause, like, it's still inter- an interesting choice. It, it makes it like an everybody, every man kind of situation. That was the word I was looking for. Every man. Generalization. Then everybody can kind of be put in, like, you can relate to it. Yeah. Everyone has been a her or everybody has been a him. Not in general. I meant, like, in retrospect of the video. Probably been on the one of those sides of the argument. Yeah. Red comes up. I was trying to think how many times Red comes up. I know we have the red scarf. The red typewriter, Sadie's red hair. Red leaves. Red leaves. I was just trying to figure out how many references to red there were. 
Obviously, she's wearing her iconic red lipstick. Sadie's also wearing it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it would have been weirder if Sadie wasn't wearing it. Yeah. Oh, it opens up with a poem by uh, Pablo Narada, who I looked up. He was a senator of the Republic of Chile, born July 12th, 1904, died September 23rd, 1973. That's right. I forgot it opens up with a poem. What is the poem? I don't remember reading a poem. It's one line. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Love is so short, forgetting is so long. It's from Poema 20. Tonight I can write the saddest lines. Write, for example, The night is starry and the stars are blue and shiver in the distance. The night wind revolves in the sky and sings. Tonight I can write the saddest lines. I loved her and sometimes she loved me too. Through nights like this one, I held her in my arms. I kissed her again and again under the endless sky. She loved me. Sometimes I loved her too. How could one not have loved her great still eyes? Tonight I can write the saddest lines. To think that I do not have her. To feel that I have lost her. To hear the immense night still more immense without her. And the verse falls to the soul like dew to the pasture. What does it matter that my love could not keep her? The night is starry and she is not with me. That is all. In the distance, someone is singing. In the distance, my soul is not satisfied that it has lost her. My sight tries to find her as though to bring her closer. My heart looks for her and she is not with me. The same night, whitening the same trees, we of back then are no longer the same. I no longer love her, that's certain, but how I loved her. My voice tried to find the wind to touch her hearing another's she will be another's as she was before my kisses her voice her bright body her infinite eyes i no longer love her that's certain but maybe i love her love is so short forgetting is so long because through nights like this one i held her in my arms my soul is not satisfied that it has lost her though this be the last pain she makes me suffer and these the last verses that i write for her honestly reading through that i was picturing all too well but it was from his perspective her moving on and him still loving her for it being such a long poem the one line she picked to be the opening for the video i think was a very beautifully poetic line it was a short relationship though wasn't it only three months or something I feel like that's what Swifties always say. I'm not sure that's accurate, but that's what Swifties always say. They were in an on-again, off-again relationship from October 2010 into early 2011. Swift was 20 and Jalen Hall was 29. And obviously she turns 21 in December. So that could be three to four-ish months. Depending on the yeah. definition of early 2011. Could that be March? We don't know. But yeah, so that line, that makes sense for that. Because it was short. I just found a Reddit that someone <laughs> has a theory that they dated for five years. What? No. I'm just laughing because, like, what? They have like, this list of... Yeah, I don't see that. Evidence, but then at the end it says, so this is all supposition and I could be very, very wrong. So let me know what you guys think. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't think that was the case. Yeah, because she dated Harry and Calvin. Yeah. And before that, we know she was with John Mayer and uh, Joe Jonas. We'll go more in depth on this in a different episode. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. What's your favorite line from it? Oh, my favorite line to yell is. 
from the movie in general like it could be from the song because that's in the movie but <laughs> well i know at the tour my favorite line to yell was f the patriarchy but i think my favorite line from the song is you that's what happened you mine is i was never good at telling jokes but the punchline goes i get older but you'll ever stay my age that's my favorite my favorite is basically the whole maybe we got lost in translation all, all the way up to you call me up again just to break me like a promise so casually cruel in the name of being honest I'm crumpled up piece of paper lying here <laughs> I just love that entire just like the me whole too. the whole bridge is my favorite part <laughs> but I also love the fuck the patriarchy part because you know fuck the patriarchy <laughs> That one's not my favorite at all. I think it's a little overrated. Really? It's just fun to yell. <laughs> That's my hot take because it's just about a keychain. Like, it doesn't... I know. It doesn't hit me emotionally, you know? No, that's why I say the bridge is, like... I think people just like Taylor swearing, and so everyone always goes crazy over whenever she has F-bomb in a song they always shout that one. That's the one they shout. Always. Like, no matter what. I just don't like the patriarchy, so any opportunity to yell, fuck the patriarchy, is just a good time for me. I agree with But that. that's why I say the bridge, because I think the bridge has, like, the most gut-wrenching, yeah. like, lyrical... The first time I heard it, I was just like... I know. That, that one was my favorite until 10-minute version came around. And it's still one of my favorites. Yeah, and the you kept me like a secret, but mm-hmm. I kept you I like, like an oath. I love that one too. Yeah, I love that line too. And I love the anytime now he's gonna say it's love, and then you never called it what it was until it was dead and gone and buried. <sighs> There's so many good lyrics in this song. Just in this one song, check the pulse and come back swearing it's the same. I had a relationship that was pretty much dead and swore up and down that it was the same he swore nothing had actually changed but oh i love the twin flame line too what he thought of her what oh the idea you had of me who was she yes i was literally about to say (laughs) that exact line the idea you had of me who was she never needy a never needy ever lovely jewel whose shine reflects on you so it's like saying that his idea of her was like you know the perfect girl that you know brought the spotlight on him and doesn't need things doesn't ask for things doesn't speak up that's what i get from that line just makes him look good the other line that hits me really hard is because i went through a relationship like this around the same age that she was mm-hmm. so the it's supposed to be fun turning 21 oh, like oh my god really hit super hard because i was literally the same age when I went through a similar thing. And the time won't fly. It's like I'm paralyzed by it. I'd like to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find it. That too. I'm going through that right now. Because honestly, that doesn't even have to be a relationship thing. That could be losing anything or anybody, like any sort of change in your life. And all of a sudden you're not the same person. So that one really hits as well. Honestly, this whole song is beautifully written. It's definitely up there for, like, my favorite lyrics of her. It's definitely up there, along with, obviously, some others, but... (laughs) 
as far as lyrics go, this is one of my favorite songs. It's just so packful. And I mean, like, it's 10 minutes long, so there's tons of lyrics. But they're all hard-hitting. They're all so good. (laughs) That's what makes it such a good song, is that line after line, it's like, Oh, and this one hits hard, and this one hits hard, and this one hits hard. A gut punch. And I also have to say, for it being 10 minutes long, it does not feel like it's 10, like, it doesn't feel like it drags on. No. It's enjoyable the entire way through. Like, the first time I listened to it, I was expecting to be like, oh, like, is it over yet? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I thought that it was maybe going to feel like it was long. Yeah. But it didn't feel like a long song. It doesn't repeat a lot is why it doesn't feel that long. Yeah, it's like a poem. Yeah. And it's telling a story. It's not just a constant repetition of the chorus to drag it out. Yeah. It's like different. It tells a story of love and the lyrics are just and that is one thing that i love about it the fact that the chorus isn't the same and that it changes and evolves throughout the song that's one of the things i've always loved about it but also i was so into the five minute version that when this first came out i was like hesitant and still ugh, i don't want to add to this song because it's already perfect in my eyes that's how i felt about it i have a question i've never listened to the five minute version i just full sended it and listened to the 10 minute version only and then i love this version too much i I don't want to listen to a certain version now does it just cut off somewhere from the 10 minute or is there like any sort of change at the end or anything or no there are changes throughout so the lyrics aren't even exactly the same with the five minute like even from the beginning they're all in the same order but there's certain verses that aren't there yeah there's parts of verses that aren't there okay because in my head i just thought it like cut out no like it was the same first like whatever minutes and then it just like no Maybe I should listen to the five-minute version. There are just some sections that are not in the five-minute version. That's all. Oh, okay. And your favorite, your number one lyrics, those are in the five-minute version. So they made the cut. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should try another five-minute. I'm just going to be really sad when it's over so quickly. (laughs) That's why I haven't listened to it because I'm like, yeah. I like the 10-minute version better. But I did originally fall in love with the five-minute version, and so it's still a really, really good song. I do like what is added to the 10-minute version, though. Is that how you feel, too, Jess? I love the 10-minute version, but I do still enjoy the five-minute. It definitely is just one of those songs that, like, it's good in any capacity, like she gave us. Yeah. It just, it makes it, the 10-minute version just paints, like, a better picture of it, in a way. Mm-hmm. It's more detailed. Just because it, it has the time to do so. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to think of the words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Next week, we should be talking about Miss Americana. Yes, that is currently the plan. Unless something happens. happens <laughs> but... <laughs> At this point, things that have been happening are only newsworthy and not episode-worthy. Come back to listen next week. We're going to be talking about that documentary, and it'll be good for those of you especially who don't know that much about Taylor and what she's been through previously. 
And if you guys have any questions for us or want us to talk about any specific parts of the documentary, make sure to either comment on a post of ours or put it in the Discord channel. Yes. Also, be sure to join our Discord channel. Uh, as soon as you accept the roles, you can get access to the entire Discord. And uh, there's roles where you can pick your favorite album and you can change it at any time. So you can have different colors. I'm saying this because no one has done that yet. And I'm trying to remind you to please go do that. (laughs) (laughs) I worked really hard on it. Please go do it. Go pick your favorite album. You can change it at any time. This isn't set. You can even pick multiple. I did. I picked multiple. (laughs) Go look under my name in Discord and you'll see my favorites currently i also have multiple (laughs) same i thought it would be a good talking point for everybody to see your name also changes color to coordinate with the favorite album that you choose yep so it's all fun you should join yes also we have links for each episode it will be posted under the link tree section i swear i'll move it on time this week (laughs) (laughs) If you want to listen to the podcast and then follow along with what we're talking about, you can do that. And you can see the different pictures that we were talking about and stuff like that. Especially for the tortured podcast department. I mean, (laughs) we're the tortured podcast department. The tortured podcast episode. But then also we have the heirs to our stuff too. And... If you want to follow along with what we were talking about, the outfits, that's under the heirs tour section. So you can go check that out. I was going to mention our Discord has a full guide of every outfit she wears at the heirs tour, along with ongoing updated channel for all the surprise songs that she's played at all of the tour show dates. And Jess updates it every show. I try to update it when I wake up because I can't stay up to watch the shows. I work very specific hours, but even if I don't update right when I get up, I try to update every day that she performs. Yep. So if you miss the show and you want to see any updates on that, you can just check our Discord. I'm thinking of making an area where people can watch all of them Mm, but i haven't figured out the logistics of that yet but yeah lots of fun things happening in our discord and on the works for our discord so definitely join it's also a great and easy way to contact us because you can just put a message in there anywhere really in general in ideas and feedback like it's a really easy way to contact us and to stay in touch you have to accept the rules first or to contact other swifties also we're trying to make it a central place for all swifties or non-swifties to come and talk about all things taylor you can clown you can post pictures from your tour show dates we should have a channel for that just send me a dm and i'll add it <laughs> Yes, definitely accept the rules first, please. (laughs) And pick your favorite album. (laughs) This took me a long time. (laughs) We do have members joining every day, so it is growing. So make sure to get in on this Taylor community. I already made the Tortured Poets Department role, too. It's waiting to go live. Please, (laughs) I spent so long on this. (laughs) Probably a lot of people... Um, are new to discord but when you 
join and there's a welcome channel, then you just have to look over the rules and click, you have to react. So it's kind of like liking a post or something on social media. You just react to the rules section in the welcome and rules area for those who are new. Just hit the little green check mark. And then to get your role, you go to the roles channel and you click whatever your favorite album is. And then you get a corresponding color. I put a guide of just in case. It's a lot of fun. So definitely join our Discord. Discord is pretty easy to learn. It's a little overwhelming at first, but then once you throw yourself in, it's pretty easy to learn. And we're hoping to have watch parties maybe in the future as well. So maybe an album listening party. We'll see. We will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talking Swift, our version. We hope you enjoyed diving deep into the Taylor Swift universe with us. Remember, the conversation doesn't stop here. Connect with us on social media to share your thoughts, theories, and favorite Taylor Swift moments at Talking Swift on Instagram, threads, and TikTok, and at Talking Swift OV on X. You can email us at talkingswiftourversion at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share and rate it every rate and share helps support us so that we can keep doing what we love doing providing you with swifty content thank you for being a part of the talking swift family talk to you next week